0: Welcome to Funeral Gurus Radio. I'm your host, Robin Heppel from FuneralFutures.com. Today, we're continuing our Tech Track Tuesday series of pre-conference interviews for ICCFA annual convention that is going to be held in San Antonio, Texas from March 10th to 13th. Today's guest is Eric Roebuck of Web Cemeteries located in Virginville, Pennsylvania. Eric, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, Eric. Welcome uh, Welcome to the interview. Uh, could you give us a little bit of background about yourself and uh, and your company, WebCemeteries.com?
1: Uh, my name is Eric Roebuck. I, uh, I'm a retired warrant officer from the United States Army. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in computer science and I'm working on my master's in uh, computer science and leadership. I've worked for Lucent Technologies, I've worked for the Department of Defense, uh, DLA, and many other industries in the IT field. Um, While I was in the the military, I was an information assurance manager, which is a uh, person that takes care of the security of the data and the databases in in some of the governmental governmental data warehouses. Uh, My company is WebCemeteries.com. When I retired from the military, uh, I created WebCemeteries.com. What WebCemeteries.com is, is a website for cemeteries to manage their data. Uh, There's a management suite in there specifically for cemeteries. Um, What's spawned off of that for each cemetery is a public web page, so people can search uh, the the appropriate information about the deceased in their cemeteries. What that does for a cemetery is it creates uh, contacts where... That turn into warm sales leads. Um, uh, what we actually do is we take cemeteries' data, and we turn it into a. Uh, instead of a liability, it becomes an asset for the cemeteries. That that drives sales. It drives, drives people to their website. That absolutely drives sales. We have one one website that I can. Mentioned that the first six months that this cemetery was in WebCemeteries.com, dot com, they increased their sales by sixty thousand dollars.
0: Wow! Yeah, it's uh, the the whole information management is um, you know it's a uh, it's a tough nut because you know although we've been doing this within the industry both on the funeral side and the cemetery side for over a hundred years now and 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 more. Uh, each application is just a little bit a little bit different. And now we're, um, it, we're now looking for a little bit more out of our programs. And obviously if it can help on the, on the pre-need side or to the, you know, to drive sales all the better. So that's, that's great. Hey, now Eric, you're going to be, um, your presentation at the convention is internet security 101. And I'm sure we all need a little bit of a refresher because we don't get to take that course at uh, high school or, or university. So, um, can you just give me a little bit of background about the, uh, you know about the issues and the, issues that, the biggest issues that
1: you see?: Well, the, one of the biggest issues that I see in Internet security is the movement from a person sitting in front of their computer trying to hack into other people's computers and servers to that same person who has now developed some, what they call a bot which is they can, which is a, a computer or a computer that they they've hijacked that sits and just runs loops to try to, it, to try to hack into people's computers so the 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 problem is is that if you have a weakness in your server or if you have a weakness on your machine they're gonna find it because they're not the ones looking through. It's no, it's no longer human error. It's actually computers looking for the weaknesses. So as they come up with a weakness, they'll throw it into their program. It'll do port scans and IP scans and find that weakness and take over your computer, and you'll never know it.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. It's. Uh, I, I guess it's. It's not as easy as just buying some software to protect yourself, is it?
1: Like- Absolutely not. One of the. One of one of my biggest points is is that the, the people that do the antivirus are very good people, and they do a very very good job. The problem with the industry that industry is that for the most part they have to be purely reactionary. It's hard to be proactive when you don't want know what the next the next threat's going to be. Um, that being said. Uh, in my in my talk, I'm, I'm going to talk less about Norton and AVG and in the uh, and the the things that you can do to protect yourself. I'll hit that a little bit, but more what I want to do is educate people on what the internet is and what the threats and how the threats are are out there and what a computer is and how you can protect yourself as much as you can from everything that's out there.
0: From more from just better knowledge, better informed, the better you're going to be, right?
1: Yes, the more you know of what a port is and what an IP address is and how they work when you get on the internet, the better prepared you are to not be attacked.
0: For sure. Now, Eric, and we're not saying that people like that Norton and AVG aren't important. Those you know should should be in place. This is just kind of above and
1: beyond that. What... What? Right. As a matter of fact, I would say that those people are absolutely essential. You have to have uh, antivirus software. I am, I'm definitely not saying that you don't need that. You have to have it. What I'm saying is you have to have that and knowledge. Mm-hmm.
0: Where? What do you think the um, the biggest mistake that people make are? Just you know, from a um, you know, whether it's a, you know someone at the cemetery or at the funeral home, and what assumptions are they making that could be really uh really catastrophic that they just don't know they're doing
1: uh the first big problem i would say is they don't have a firewall a hardware firewall that would be like somebody standing at your your driveway not allowing people to get to your door if you don't have a hardware firewall and your ports are wide open you're uh you're making a big mistake because somebody's going to find their way in another another problem is that people don't know how to read a browser if you look at the browser the browser is always telling you something you can look at that browser and see what's going on many times if you don't know how to read it you don't know if somebody's trying to get at you
0: okay because from what um you from what i've seen even just lately there's some websites end up getting some they get infected somehow and you visit that website and then all then all of a sudden your system gets compromised. And, and then, as you said, there's these, these bots that are kind of now on our own computer doing damage to things that we have access to. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. That, that's very true. People, there's people out there that do want to whack into your computer to try to take your stuff. But the bigger push is to get into your computer to use your computer for other things. One of the you said what what's some of the biggest mistakes. Another big mistake is right right down this line, if your computer starts acting slow, acting sluggish all of a sudden, and you ignore it, you're you're helping to spread things. You're you, you either have spyware or a virus on your computer that and now your computer's a slave to the bad guys. So if your computer slows down, you better look into it because something's going on.
0: And not and Not always, you know. Most people just assume that. Oh well, my antivirus will pick that up, or um, but that's not always the case because, as you said, they're reactionary and they have to they have to know that that's out there first before they can get it in their
1: updates. Absolutely, that's true. Absolutely. I mean, if if somebody's if somebody's hacked into somebody's database and they're spreading uh, malware or, or viruses through their database, and it's a brand new virus. AVG and Norton, they they don't even know it exists yet. So it can get on your machine, and then you have to be reactionary. So if you're not, if you got it and you're not paying attention to what's going on out there in the world, you're not even going to know it's there. And a lot of these viruses, a lot of this malware, the one thing that it'll do is it'll shut down your antivirus, and you won't even know it. So you'll be, you'll sit there thinking that it's running, and it's not. So you become a slave. Gotcha.
0: Hey, you know what, Eric? It's, um, you know, I think too, we get, uh, such as like, you know, we get involved with things like Facebook and since people are on Facebook a lot, they, and all of their friends are there, we kind of have this assumption that that's a safe place to be. And, and, you know, I've seen people are actually using some social networks like Facebook to spread their viruses. And, you know, you see Hey, I saw, you know, you get this, uh, Hey, I saw those pictures of you, you know, or, uh, did you see this video of you way back then? And you know, so it entices people to go look at it, and you know, they go to launch it, and
1: and they're getting infected. So sure. people, people part of that. Part of that is knowing how to read your browser, and number two, you're absolutely right. I would say a hundred percent. The bigger web, the bigger the web page, the more people are after it to infect it. So you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't get. Uh, I guess it doesn't get much bigger than than Facebook or as as popular. You know, as we're as we're talking right now. What what um, you know? What's the one thing that people could maybe do to um, you know, if after listening to this, um, you know, to our interview here, what would make them more protected? What what one skill set could you give them right now? Um, that they could that they could start applying right away.
1: Oh, the, the biggest it's it, it's a pretty big it's a pretty big world. Um, educating yourself is the number one thing that you can do. If I were to give somebody one hint, I would say get a firewall and get somebody who knows how to set it up. And that's and then I'm not I'm not talking about the Windows firewall. I'm talking about a hardware firewall.
0: And those can be purchased. The, those can be purchased at your local electronics store, and and that's just is that that's in place of the, the router that you have, or um, instead of just having a modem, is that
1: is that correct? Well, that's a pretty big question. There's there's different levels. There's different places in a network. A firewall would go before anything even comes into your router, before anything even comes into your machines. Um, there there are uh, router firewall combinations. Okay, but it, but it it puts it in the DMV It makes sure that you're not. And I'm not going to start throwing around st- st- stupid techie terms, but <laughs> um, you really you the, the big thing you need to do is educate yourself, get a firewall, and get somebody who knows about it to help you set it up.
0: And do they um, you know once you get that set up do they do they require a lot of um, ongoing maintenance or how how does the firewall keep up to date?
1: Well, it depends on the firewall. Um, most firewalls are just like uh, are just like your antivirus. It'll keep itself up to date, but that doesn't mean you don't have to understand what's going on and go on and check it all the time. You need to make sure that there's no holes, no holes have opened that you don't know about. But usually, you buy a service contract, and it downloads the the things that you need automatically. But the, the but the biggest thing, even about that, is if you're not educated, they're going to get you because the people that are after you are absolute experts in what they're doing we're at the public are kind of novices in deep, in deep security issues um... that means you gotta get more educated
0: for sure what about um... you know you mentioned about your browser what um... and and reading your browser what is there any kind of quick tips that you could uh, you know, maybe just share of, you know, if something looked a little sus- suspicious, well, you know, what would that look like and then what should they do?
1: If you're looking at a browser, and a lot of the browsers are different, but if you're looking at a browser and you go to a website and it's taken a long time to download, you can look at the, in the lower left-hand corner and it'll pretty much tell you what it's doing many times. And if it says downloading from this site and it just keeps saying downloading, it's time to close that site. And not go back and then check your machine, because if it's out, if it's using JavaScript, a JavaScript um, command to download something bad to your machine. Many times in the lower left-hand corner, it'll tell you exactly what it's downloading.
0: Okay. So, would there be any, um, like, any terms to look for, or, or just if it's if it's just taking a long time to download?
1: if it's taking a long time look down in the lower and I don't want to give there's a thousand things that you can look for okay. but if you just keep looking in that lower left hand corner and also if you're if you're on a page where you're putting putting in sensitive information make sure that that web address doesn't say http it says https because then it's encrypted
0: okay and now and is that um is that a good enough assurance that you're you're on a protected site they can't um, that the encryption or the little lock in the bottom, uh, like usually in the bottom right hand side, can that be can that be faked
1: or compromised? Um, my my what I would say is that uh, we have to edu- educate ourselves because everything can be faked and compromised. Mm-hmm. If it can't be faked and compromised right now, it's going to be faked and compromised. But so but that- the smarter you are, um. The smarter you are, the less chance they are to get you.
0: For sure, and that you know, Eric. That's not to mention that people should just run away from the internet then and and not use it. Um, I think too, some of those securities that when they when they're compared to uh, how we trans trans uh, transmit other information um, is probably a lot more secure than say verbally giving our. Um, credit card number over a telephone or that type Absolutely. of thing. Could you maybe just give a little comparison? Because I'm, I'm sure that people are going, oh, you know what? I'm not going to have uh, sensitive information on the internet now because uh, anything could be compromised. But um, maybe right. just compare, like, so you're on a, um, on a secured site, an HTTPS site, and you're, you know, you're doing your online banking. Um, what would that be from a secure perspective versus picking up the telephone and, you know, depending on whether you're on your cell phone, a voice over IP or a landline, what, what would be the various, you know, variances of security levels there?
1: Well, the biggest thing that I, I can talk about in that is when you're in an HTTPS site, first of all, make sure you're in trusted site. Make sure it's if you're at Sovereign Bank or you Wachovia Bank that you're at their site. Uh, second, when you're talking about HTTPS, that means encryption and I'll talk about what encryption is in my in my talk, but it's more uh, using mathematical algorithms to mix up everything you send and then where you're sending it has a mathematical algorithm to unscramble it so if somebody intercepts all that information they can't do anything with it because it's nothing but uh, a bunch of a bunch of uh, numbers and letters that don't mean anything to them on the other hand if you're talking on a telephone and giving your your Um, information for a credit card, first of all, are you 100% sure you know who you're talking to? Are you 100% sure nobody's listening? Um, I would say the HTTPS sites are much more secure than talking on the phone. Worse yet, sending an email. If you send an email with personal information, credit card information, an email is like a postcard. It goes to many other servers, and each server has a copy of that email on it for a certain amount of time. So never send personal information or email, especially credit card numbers, because that's easily inter- intercepted. So to answer your question, a, a good HTTPS site, a good trusted site, is much more secure than the telephone or email or talking, because you don't know who's listening behind you.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's yeah, that's really good to know. And it's a, it's just a, a point A to point B um, transmission. It's not, as you said, it's not going other
1: places where it could be. Read or, or stored, right? It's a point A to point B encrypted transmission, mm-hmm. which is which is very important. If somebody does intercept that transmission, it's encrypted. They can't do anything with it. There's a public and private key. They don't have the they don't have the the key to to um, disassemble and put back together what you sent.
0: Okay. Wow, well, Eric, this is uh, you know I'm I'm going to make sure you know, and I, I spend. most of my entire day on on the internet and uh doesn't mean that you know that i'm a total uh, security whiz either so i'm going to be uh uh, i look forward to your presentation and we'll be taking notes and um you know improving my knowledge in this area because i think we all we all need to do that um hey eric before i let you go any uh final comments about uh, your presentation or or that
1: Oh, my biggest final comment would be probably the same thing I said multiple times, is being secure on the internet, being secure on your computer is all about education. You can't lean on other people. You can put AVG on on your computer. You can put Norton on your computer, but you can't 100% say, okay, now I'm safe. The only way you can say you're safe is if you keep yourself educated.
0: As Francis Bacon said, knowledge is power, right? That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, Eric, I'd like to thank you very much uh, for sharing with us today. Uh, we've been talking with Eric Roebuck from WebCemeteries.com and also uh, WebFuneralHomes.com, who will be presenting Internet Security 101 at ICCFA's annual convention that is going to be held in San Antonio, Texas from March 10th to 13th. For more information and registration details, visit www.iccfa.com. And if you're going to be attending the convention, uh, make sure that you or one of your team members brings your laptop and joins me for our Technology Track Workshop, where we'll be walking through all the steps to get you and your firm using and leveraging social media such as Facebook, YouTube, and other online resources. Check back soon for another Tech Track Tuesday pre-convention interview. On behalf of the funeral gurus, this is Robin Heppel.